0: i think those people should die anyways what you saying
1: (laughs) indian style man so (laughs) yeah so yes it it is racist but i got something to say about that so you you know how like all the uh the professional teams are starting to change their names now like the redskins are going to um washington something i don't remember and um uh, what was the other team the cleveland indians are are going to be called something else as well Mm -hmm. um i think that's a bad idea and okay. I'll tell you why I think that's a bad idea. Obviously, like financially, like that doesn't make a lot of sense for the team, right? But like, you know, for the team itself, they want to rebrand to make themselves more um, accountable, uh, less sure. racist, you know, all all that good stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I think what they're doing by removing the names is removing the um, – removing that chapter from history. Sure. Right? Absolutely. Like. When you remove the Indians, right, you're removing them from, like, the the media, from from things like that. Like, now there's less of a voice of them, right? Now the conversation doesn't come up as to, like, oh, Indians, Redskins, like, why is that racist in the first place, you know? And, like, that's kind kind of how a lot of people start to unpack that history, you know? Like, if you don't live in the Southwest, you don't don't go to, you know, the uh, reservations and things like that, like, it gets disappeared very easily, you know? Or becomes invisible very easily.
0: Yeah, at least it kept them in the dialogue. I mean, these people don't have a lot. And now we strip them away from the title of a position. Like, that's think about that. It's not like I know Indian style may sound racist, but they literally have a whole human body pose, like completely. They own it. You know what I mean? And that's kind of cool. Like, you can interpret it very negatively. But then it's like saying these people own the stand or this pose and whatever. So, I don't know. It's like we strip them away of another thing. You know, Absolutely maybe a good. lot of Indians are like, hey, guys, you know, we may not have a lot. And maybe this reservation is not that awesome. But at least every time we sit this way, everybody knows that we coined this thing, you know, and then we've taken another thing. Like we didn't ask them. Did they come? Did the Indians come up and say, hey, guys, we find this offensive? Or was it like a lot of like white people who were like virtual singling thinking that this was racist kind of thing? You know,
1: I think it's probably like collective- that usually
0: happens. People from Vermont feel guilty and so they come like hey guys this is racist you
1: know <laughs> yeah for sure i don't know what sparked it but i know it's been in conversation for a bit and like i don't know when when they sure. exactly pointed out it was like hey now is the time to do this yeah. um yeah. you know for the for for the indian american indians it's it's very difficult for them to see change just cuz like they're a small bunch sure. you know so yeah. they they need help yeah. from other other powers whether that be <laughs> an, you know another minority group or or whatever it may be So I I know, yeah, it's it's got to be something from internal for sure, and and you know, push
0: from the outside. My my thing is, when does it end? Because I could literally point out, I can make anything racist. Like I can literally make anything racist, and that's my problem. Eventually, they'll demand more um, justice or more anti-racist like protocol or procedure. But the thing is, I can look at a thousand things. And I can make them completely offensive to a certain minority group. And that's like, when do we draw the line of like, Hey, well, you know, this is enough. We're all, we're all well and cushioned, but I just don't see where the, and this is usually the left. I don't see where the left will say, Hey, well, once we get this, we'll be good. But I feel like there there will always be a demand for like, you know, leveling the playing field. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. And so that's my issue. Like, Fast forward 10, 20 years, like, is it gonna be, you know, racist to just say like the color black or the color white? There's no color. You know, it's just a neutral gray palette. <laughs> yeah. We're all just gray
1: people. Yeah, sure. we all hey, they, hey,
0: they may just give us gray
1: suits, you know. <laughs> oh, gray yeah. suits with
0: a mic control chip.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, no, man, I was gonna, to add to that, like, I grew up on Dave Chappelle, like, that's my favorite comedian, like, forever and ever, and, um, Chappelle's show was, like, all about, like, like, comedy around race, you know? and uh-huh. growing up watching that with my friends like we kind of became or we accepted it as norm to like make racist jokes you know it was like it was funny and it was like and none of us were offended by it it was just like move on you know what i mean like yeah. this is our favorite comedian these are the way he does his jokes like we're gonna joke around like that you know or we're inspired by that and I, and i think it's just a common what it depends on i think is like a common agreement to know like what is okay and what is not but then you know it's hard to also like come across that agreement too, because everybody has different perspective as to how, you know, what is something racist and what is something not, you know? Sure. Yeah. I, no, I understand what you're
0: saying. I've I've also had the perspective of like anti-racist things are racist because it is, it is seeking to like, I don't know, It it's, it's confirming that there is a difference and therefore we have to make it equal for everybody. If that makes mm. sense, you know what i mean yeah like yeah. and i remember i think it was denzel washington or somebody i think actually i think it was him and they asked him about race or i think it may have been morgan freeman and i think like it was like a one-liner but it was something and this is paraphrased but he was like the more we keep talking about it the more we continue its existence so you you we must get rid of it uh in our language and not so much like get rid of like racist comments, but just the the continual fighting of it and being offended of it continues mm-hmm. the divide. So if we were just to relax and just move on with our lives and not be so, I don't know, offended that we wouldn't have these things, you know, because you can always find mm-hmm. something new to be offended about. And, and mm-hmm. so that's my thing, you know, like, when does it end?
1: Yeah, man, <sighs> that's a tough, tough question, dude. Tough question.
0: No idea. Yeah, I don't know. And we're not going to solve it right now.
1: Um. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we're not. I think. I think what's gonna happen one day is we're all just gonna become a super race of mixed human beings, you know, hundred, a mm-hmm. couple hundred years from now, and it's like everybody's basically has enough of a percentage of every continent in their, you know, in their lineage that it's like whatever. Sure. We're all just. We're all just we're from gonna be same. like
0: Elizabeth Warren. We're gonna have one percent <laughs> Cherokee. Elizabeth Warren has one percent. Well, do you remember when she came out? I I think to. She... I forget. I was, like, maybe, I don't know how many years ago, like, two, three, four. Anyways, Trump made fun of her, and uh, she had claimed that she had, like, Indian past or ancestry or whatever. And I think Trump, like, uh, told her, like, well, go get a test or whatever. Go get the ancestry test. And I think she did. And uh, and she, it, it came back, like, point something percent, like, barely nothing. And uh, anyways, a lot of people made fun of her on that one. So, wow i don't yeah i don't recall the story too well of who coerced her to doing it but the she i think she got a a backlash from like both sides of the party because it was just like one percent two percent barely anything and she was like claiming that as a way to like you know win the minority vote so one (laughs) percent yeah but you're right eventually we'll all be we'll all be mixed you know eventually yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. elizabeth Um, warman that's funny that she did that um Hey man, anything yeah. to get, po- anything to get points.
1: Anything to get points. You're right about that. You're right about that.
0: And that's um, what, uh, so go how ahead. How did your mall shopping go by the way?
1: It went, uh, it went okay, man. It went okay. I was walking around. I walked into this, a store. Is this North Park? Yeah, it's North Park mall. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, Yeah. Cool. You know what it's like. Yep. Yeah. So I, I walked into the store and I looked around and then I was like browsing items and I looked and I was just like, man, i was like i can't believe people pay this much for this thing you know i was mm-hmm. looking at, i was at lululemon i was looking at um what was it uh sweatpants like you know like the yoga pants stuff whatever yeah. it was like a 115 dollars for some yoga pants i was just like 100 and Jesus. what $115? 115 dollars, dude for one pair of yoga pants and what's the like, selling point is it the kind of fabric <sighs> I don't know, man. The fabric, the fashion, whatever. I, I get like I get quality items. I'm into luxury goods, you know, here and there. Depends, right? But it's like sure. at what point is it like just way overpriced and doesn't make any sense? You know what I mean? Like to me, I'll just like this doesn't make any sense. I was like, cause this is a one item good that you're gonna wear to like work out, right? Or like mm-hmm. it is not something that you can wear regularly, you know? Like to me, if it's if you're gonna wear it regularly and have get a lot of utility out of it, like that deserves to be a lot more pricey. I don't know. I guess that's well, my people, take on fashion.
0: Well, people do um, – girls do wear uh, yoga pants or sweatpants quite regularly now. I think that's like the the athletic look. You know, I'm I'm on my way to the gym or on my way out of the gym, you know? I guess that's you're the, right.
1: I guess you're right. I mean, I do – It's like the now Because like, we work from home and stuff like that. But I was thinking, like, could you wear yoga pants to, like, to work – I mean, I guess you can now, but like to, you know, just eventually, to everything, yeah. right? Like, I, like for me, like a pair of Levi's, right? That goes anywhere with you to church, to school, to work, you know, and back and forth again on the side of the road at a bar whatever you may be. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about yoga pants. Sure.
0: So like, cause well, like we're, one, just, at I mean, could. we're just huh? not there culturally. You know what I mean? We're not there eventually. We'll just, we'll, we'll be such a comfort focused society. Mm -hmm. that it just be a normal thing just to have sweatpants just like at one point i'm sure jeans weren't normal it's like people were like the first people who were wearing them out in public were like man wait are you a coal miner you know and like a lot of people were harassed for being poor for sure but they were they were really setting the trend so the women now are like the old school coal miners you know, we're breaking <laughs> yeah. through. Let,
1: let, let me <laughs> correct myself. I, I do believe in like wear whatever you want. Like whatever makes you feel happy. I'm all about that life. That's me for sure. For sure. But I'm just saying yeah. like for the for the price, I'll, that's, I think that's where that just steps in for me. I'm like, dang. I was like, is it worth that much? It's like, is a hat, is like a ball yeah. cap, the same price as like a pair of jeans? I don't know. Sure. Yeah, it's you all know?
0: perceived value. You see, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, more so than, I mean, well, right alongside racism, we should fight the whole like... Like the structure, like I don't like suits, ties, all that. I don't, tucking my shirt. I hate tucking my shirt. We should, I don't understand why we don't progress backwards and bring back the robes, you know? We, we don't <laughs> do ropes. that. I'm so tired of the whole, like, well, especially when you go work, you have to wear the slacks and the socks and the shoes. They're all, it's all uncomfortable, you know? I mean, I don't know what kind of clothes you get to wear or whatever, but corporate office stuff, it's just, it's not comfortable. I always feel like in dress shirts, my neck it it gets so it, it gets stiff you know what i mean like mm. i feel tight and i feel constrained and i think that's psychological i think they purposely want you to have a tie so like it's symbolic of the noose that the corporate overlords have on you you know what i mean mm. so it's all <laughs> it it's all symbolism symbolic, man it, it's all psychological it
1: like, is pretty symbolic of that it's like a oh, yeah absolutely. it's like a noose <laughs> it's a noose
0: it really is it's a it's a reminder that that your life is in the hands of a select few you know what i mean and and mm. and just to show you how close you are the the noose is already on you in the form of a you know something that looks aesthetically pleasing that's how demonic it is you know yeah
1: <laughs> i' I'll, I'll say something about suits i i i don't wear suits that much personally. Um, sure. I do like I do like them uh, like as a concept of like, you know, when people like try to refine it, like they do cool stuff with it, you know, have lapels sure. and different color bow ties, things like that. But in the corporate environment, I definitely think that's a place that doesn't need a habit. Because I think for a long time They wanted, like, corporations wanted to, like, you know, fight for efficiency and fight for, um, um, you know, the bottom dollar kind of thing. So then they made everybody who works for that company wear business, you know, not business casual, business clothing, you know, Mm -hmm. suit and tie. Like, we're all the same. You have the same cubicle as a guy next to you. You know, we are all the same in this, right that kind of thing. So, like, removes your identity and individuality.
0: Sure. Well, that's been my whole issue with school uniforms, too. Mm -hmm. I mean... Because there's pros and cons. I like the idea of waking up in the morning and not having to think about what I want. You know, so I, I do that approach. I, I like the the Mark Zuckerberg, like Steve Jobs approach. Like if I find something I like, like a t-shirt or or a pair of pants, whatever, and if they come in a set of two or three colors, I get those two or three colors and I call it a day. Like I, I, I recycle. I'm very minimalist. You'll see a lot of the same clothes I wore last week, the next week, you know. So there there I like that idea of removing that task outside of my routine, you know? Mm. Uh but I feel like the school uniform though, it's totally psychological, completely psychological on the fact that you're all the same, you know what I mean? And mm. public schools I think have adopted that, or I think it's charter schools that have. I don't know about public public schools. Um yeah. but private schools, I mean that just think about it. You, who who else does that outside of school? Boom, prisons prisons do that you know what I mean and, <laughs> and no true. one's making that connection you know and um they're purposely wanting to do that to kill your individualism
1: yeah man you know? I so I went to a public school without uh with school uniforms oh um, did you my, my elementary school my first elementary school yeah and mm. um I don't know why they did it to be honest there I never really thought too much too deep into it but course, yeah it but was like did. <laughs> 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 they, they they definitely did yeah it, w- it wasn't until like way older that like i started to see some of these friends of mine that i was i only knew because i moved away from that school eventually you know yeah. to wear like this you know white polo and uh blue slacks right like mm-hmm. navy blue slacks and then when i got to see them when i was a bit older i was like oh that's what your fashion sense is like you know what i mean like that's what you're into mm-hmm. like i could never imagine that person like you know baggy you know, baggy uh, hoodie or whatever it may be. It was it, it was kind of cool just to see them like be able to wear yeah. regular stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's how I, um I I've never been a fan of school because they they just kill that self expression.
0: You know what I mean? Mm. And they don't they don't allow you to cultivate it in your youth, and then you're supposed to cultivate it later on in life in mid twenties or early twenties. But by then you have a new master, and they're asking you to have a certain haircut because you can't go in there with colored hair. You can't have too many piercings make sure you cover up your tattoos and it seems totally backwards you know what i mean it it just seems so regressive as a culture like you would want everybody to be fully unique i mean if everybody's trying to do that in the racial and gender approach why not in the aesthetic approach and what you can wear to work you know for sure bro for sure it's very backwards yeah but yeah uh all right. Um, well, did you want to jump in with something that, uh, <laughs> sorry, because we went on like school uniforms now. <laughs> no, no. Uh,
1: tell school me about uniform. the cartel TikTok thing, because I'm not on TikTok. You're not on TikTok? I, I okay. refuse to um, download
0: t- TikTok.
1: So, okay. I'll tell you my journey and then how I track this and then how like it's become like a thing, like people are writing about it and like talking about on YouTube and things like that, like the cartel TikTok stuff. So okay. I, um, I'm i on TikTok and TikTok, is, they're really great about recommending you videos Uh, based on the ones that you've watched before liked and like you know stayed a bit on Um, so obviously my girlfriend's Mexican so like one thing I've been trying to do for myself is like you know learn a bit more Spanish and then also get more ingrained into like the the musical culture of Mexico like mariachi music and um, um, you know corridos and and, and all that good stuff so like I'll I'll like watch intentionally watch like you know Spanish videos or Mexican TikTok videos right and I'll like them and, and scroll through them and things like that um, and then one day I came across this video, um, just randomly and it didn't have that many likes at the time, but like now it has like a million, I think or whatever, but it was a guy, it was two, it was, uh, it was like three dudes in a boat. Right. And they're going like super fast on this boat. And behind them is a humongous, like black boat. Right. And like chasing them and like, you, they're like panning around, like they're screaming and they're like, Oh shit, watch out. And like, they're all screaming in Spanish and stuff like that. And like, they're like trying to dodge this boat. The black boat was like trying to ram into them. And like, dude, it was like a boat chase, like on TikTok. And it was ridiculous. And, like, I I follow cartel culture a lot. I don't know why. It's just, like, (laughs) been a thing of mine for a really long time. Um, But, like, I was just so blown away that, like, they've reached TikTok. And, like, I'm so amazed by how, like, great. Okay. The cartel, to me, is a corporation, like, to get collectively. Like, they're in this industry, and they do a great job of, like, um, marketing what they do, showing people who they are, like showing you know just like just, just getting out there right like yeah. i think it's for me it started with like you know this is really bad but it started off like with their viral um like murder videos you know what um, i mean like those the, crazy the videos yeah those videos yeah. they went they go viral right and they went nuts and like they're like signaling to you know their competitors obviously like hey this is who we are don't fuck with us you know yeah. um but early the on they like have the- good production value <laughs> no for real do you remember the ISIS
0: videos? There yeah, was great were cinematography. Well great, they panned out from the field real good, the, the soundtrack was well selected, like high quality production. Like that's the only good thing I could say about ISIS. good, good, <laughs> only good, good video thing, yeah. production.
1: <laughs> only good thing. Um but yeah with the, like the Cartel videos like, you know, th- when those came up became a thing, that was like early on in the life of YouTube, you know? And it was like when you saw it, you like, you knew immediately about it. And like, you're like, I want to, I don't, it's like not necessarily you want to know more, but like now it's like stuck in your mind. Like it's a thing. Right. And sure. they've done that. Like they've done that a lot consecutively. And like, um, beyond even the beheading stuff. Right. Then the, then the content started changing a little bit. It started getting a, le- a little bit less violent and it was more so like, like the lieutenants and the guys who are doing successful, like in the cartel, like now they got sports cars, they got like gold mm-hmm. guns, they got tigers and lions and things like that. Like this is oh, that's yeah. perfect content for like Instagram, you know? Yeah. And like watching this, like you know, their their social media like strategy and like how they just, like there's the culture of it like change over time has been like ridiculous, dude. Like and it's amazing to me. Like I think the cartel again, it's like a, to me, it's a corporation, it's a big company, right? Um, Mm -hmm. obviously like they, 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 they're on this balance or like, they're kind of, you know, treading the line of, of being legal slash illegal, you know, mostly illegal, obviously, but like they're, they're doing this for the sake of, you know, growing their business, like growing the bottom dollar, like they're marketing themselves, marketing the industry, which, you know, companies on this side do the same thing. I would argue there's a lot of criminal companies in the U S you know, who who are operating quote unquote legally. So, yeah, no, that is,
0: that is very true. That's so crazy. You know, you're in the future when the cartel, you know, has like millions or hundreds of thousands of views on TikTok. That's super strange. You know, it, it's just so normalized. But I think I remember watching those videos, um, on early days of YouTube. Well, it wasn't even YouTube. You had to go to like, um, I remember there, there was a specific website that I remember in middle school was very popular. But it's strange, um, like. I, don't, I can't speak too much on the psychology of it, but it's strange how addicting watching people die is. And I think I think it taps into something that the Romans figured out because the Colosseum was a popular thing. Like mm. going in and eating, like, what, I don't know what they ate, the concession, what was like in the Colosseum, but clearly, you know, you had your turkey leg and you'd watch someone get beheaded, right? And mm. uh, that bloodthirstiness is like, it's a reason why, we watch Keanu Reeves kill man after man, scene after scene, and the dude doesn't die. And all he does, the whole point of the movie is to make it as realistic and grotesque. So you can see the blood, you can see the pencil going through the eye, you can hear the cracking of the bones. Like, we don't think too much about it, but we're addicted, just like we're addicted to, like, watching a girl shake her butt on TikTok. Like, mm. that same level of addiction we have it for someone dying. I mean, people mm. may not like notice it within themselves, but I guess maybe for guys it may be a little different. I don't like I can't say the same for girls. But for yeah. dudes, man, I remember we would share like videos and be like, dude, look at the way this guy died. And like you'd see the head and you'd see this, and it's like
1: it was horrific. It, oh, absolutely, dude. I mean, I, I would say there's something prime I mean, it is something primal Super about that, primal. right? Like yeah. um, obviously mortality but like as soon as you know as a human on this earth for you know millions of years or whatever i don't know how old our our species is but um we but like you know when you see blood you have a certain reaction to it right i think everybody does most everybody unless you're like sociopathic or or whatever it may be um but it's like it's like oh blood you know like It's pulling you like it's showing you sending signals in your brain. And I'm sure the same thing with um, watching people die, you know, or watching the violence part of it, too. It's like there's very it's very primal. It's very human.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, you could be next. So keep looking at how this man died so that you can prevent the next thing that could possibly kill you. Like Mm -hmm. you know, pay attention to how this man lost his life that you don't lose yours. And so Mm -hmm. you're like glued, like you're somehow glued on it. You know what I mean? plus it, it just i've never seen some have you ever seen someone die in front of like i mean I don't know, hopefully you haven't but maybe have you seen anybody die like next
1: to you near you in the same room as you um no i've never seen anybody die but there i had this one instance um where i thought somebody did and it, it dude it was it's a pretty crazy story i guess and it was like this was one of those moments in my life where um it made me feel very human and it was like very beautiful and like and like I don't know (laughs) as the person is dying you have this beautiful moment (laughs) bad at the same time I'll I'll tell you the story real quick I'll see if I can get through real quick but okay so this is when I lived in New York right uh this is like probably like two three years ago um I I didn't uh I didn't really spend much time in Queens so I I wanted to go to Queens and like just explore walk around whatever right um I found out that there's this like discount kind of grocery store that that I wanted to go to just like to save some money I made a thing out of it so like I crossed the um, the river through, on the ferry and like was walking towards this grocery store, right? I'm on one side of the street. There's a, there's like one guy on the other side of the street. It's like a residential kind of like uh, street, right? There's no businesses. It's just like a bunch of like, you know, um, apartment houses or apartment, um, housing. Um, I'm walking by dude, and I look across the street. I see this gentleman. He's just kind of chilling. You know, he just, it looks like he's just walking home and flip-flops on and stuff. And then I'm like, and, uh, I'm walking forward right when we cross each other. Cause he's on the other side of the street, right? We're like crossing each other. Um like horizontally. Um, I look over and like I see him just like all of a sudden fall and then just his head just just like hits the concrete, dude. Just boom. Mm. And like it's silence. You just hear cars passing. I'm like, (gasps) I was like, Oh my God, this guy just died right in front of me. Like like I thought he just had a heart attack and just like boom, you know, like passed out, dude. So like I, I I got up or, you know, I turned around, I ran across the street, like to check on him. I was like, Oh my god, I was like, Hey, are you all right? Are you all right? And he's dude, he's not responding at all. And um, like it's like complete silence from it. And all of a sudden he just starts breathing, but it's like, it's like that pain breathing, you know, it's like, you got something stuck Mm. in your throat, like, like grasping for air. And I'm just like, yo, this guy is like literally like dying in front of me. And he's probably like a 50 something year old man. And, um, yeah, uh, he's like, you know, he's there, and then um, some other guy walking uh, down the other side of the street, like at an intersection, had saw the thing too. So he ran over, and me and this guy are like, like we we pull this dude like on from his back, like um, um, on his side to his back or whatever, to you know check him and see if he's all right or whatever. And um, he's like not responding, but he's like breathing a bit harder now and then um we like end up calling the police the police come you know the ambulance comes or whatever right and like we're waiting on, or we're waiting on the ambulance and um this guy from like uh, who's like lived in the apartment building behind where he fell came down with a bag of trash he was dropping on the curb he looks over he goes bill is that you bill and like th- that guy lived at that apartment that was his neighbor mm. so he's come he's coming down and like the guys like starting to come to a little bit ambulance shows up Um, The guy's like kind of like more there, but like before that he wasn't responding, dude. And like he's just like, whoa, what happened? Like, and dude, it was just a wild coincidence. And like I don't even know, man. I walked off that day, didn't even know the guy's name. Just knew his name was Bill. You know, we're just like just inexperienced and walk, you know, walked home, whatever. But I was like shaken up, just like almost thought this guy had died in front of me. I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: So, so he was not responsive at all. He was just like, he had passed out and he, or was he registering you guys, but was like having like some kind of stroke or seizure kind like he was there, but then not there.
1: Yeah. So like, so he, he passed out and he's like doing this, like, you know, he's like not responding, like not breathing. Right. It's complete mm-hmm. silence. And all of a sudden he starts breathing and like, I'm like, Hey, are you okay? Are you okay? And this, the other guy runs over and like, like it's, I don't even know how like time span this was like happening in probably like a couple minutes or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but like, um, we're talking to him. And he's not saying anything. He's just like breathing, dude, just like breathing. And then, um, but he's like struggling to breathe and, 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 and whatnot. And, um, it wasn't until the ambulance showed up, like right before they showed up, I guess, where he started like kind of like responding with words. Um mm. I've never seen anybody have a stroke before, but like I think that's I feel like that's what happened to him. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah.
0: What was uh what was the
1: NYC uh response time? Oh man, dude, it took a while. It it's Did it really? like ten minutes probably like ten minutes, bro. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, but if it were like if, if I had experienced someone who especially like in a big city where the ambulance may not get there in like in the next two five minutes dude, I tell that dude about Jesus like my, my why why take the risk man like uh, uh, hey it is maybe be your last hour man humble yourself like I don't know what's next like you can you put you can put your chips on that there's nothing but might as well this is a great time to to know the lord because <laughs> I can't help you the ambulance is gonna take 15 20 minutes man so you might as well just throw your faith on something because of like tell me your last word so I can pass it on to your wife you know what I mean
1: <laughs> I had a.
0: I remember. Yeah, it's it. It sounds funny, but no, no, no BS. I would straight up do that. Like, I don't know. I would like to at least know that it gave this man some faith at the end. You know. Oh, I, uh, I I remember I was in Las Vegas and I was um I was in line for like I think David Copperfield or something or like uh, I think uh, one of the circus LA shows or whatever. And uh, I was sitting by, by one of the casino things. And the lady behind me, like two seats behind me, started like spasming. And she fell over her chair. And she was probably, I don't know, in her 70s. And it looked like a heart attack. And she, But she was like, it wasn't a quick thing. It was like a, you couldn't, it was like a very slow heart attack. Like a very slow heart attack. And uh, we people started surrounding and security came. And we had to go. I, I didn't follow up on whether she survived or not. But she was a few uh seats behind me and she kind of started collapsing slowly. One more story because I, I do have one more. I was uh I was with Gage and we were driving uh along the hill we were it was in Los Angeles and we were driving along the hills and um and we we drove we drove past like a viewpoint and there was this vehicle and there was this dude laid out flat and he looked dead because the position like he was laid down next to his car but it wasn't like laying down of like let me check what's under my hood kind of thing or like let me figure out what's going on under my car. Or it wasn't mm. like anything like let me just look at the stars. It was like a the way he was laid down seemed not right. Like it was a mm. very odd position. And uh we didn't rent we didn't do it, we didn't do anything, we didn't call the cops. We we just I told Gage, like dude, I think that's dude that guy's dead. And we oh. drove we were on acid, so we couldn't really do much. <laughs> Oh my god! But, um, but I, I do remember that one time, and I'm pretty certain that dude was dead. So it's crazy. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I should have held. But
1: anyways, you know. Yeah, I don't even know if you're in the condition to do so either. I mean, tripping as well.
0: No, yeah. man, that would have been a bad trip. You know what yeah. I mean? For sure. <laughs> no, for sure. I don't know. I mean, it was just odd. It it just it just it didn't seem right. But we just kept going for some reason. Now, and I think back on it sometimes, and I think, man. Like somebody must have found that dude dead, and we were probably the only, you know, people for like at least a couple of minutes i noticed. You know what I mean? We should, so I don't know. Yeah. I try not to think about it because I don't want to feel guilty. So, anyways, uh, yeah. so when I feel guilty and when I feel depressed, I listen to a little bit of Kid Cuddy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Did you yeah, like same. the last, album? did you, um, was it wasn't his new album just came out, and uh, I've gone a little bit, three. yeah, but having gone like. Through each song but there's like a like a few one like i'm basic so the only one i know is like heaven on earth or the one that he has Mm -hmm. a video for or
1: whatever i think you're gonna love it i think if you listen through and through you're gonna love it um so one thing that i noticed here that kid Cudi did um was he started moving towards um talking about his beliefs like his religion like, this, mm. like the religious side, even more beyond, like, you know, he goes, He talks a lot about his spirituality and stuff, but, like, this is more kind of hitting those, like, religious strings a little bit, um, like, towards the end of, uh, of, uh, of the album. But it's good. Like, it's not um, – it's that fine line where Kanye used to be. Um, Kanye's, like, you know, very religious now, but, like, it was, like – I'm trying to think what album it was where, like, he would kind of hint on it but, like, um, didn't dive super deep into it. But I thought it was very interesting because, like, he's – I think uh, he's, you can tell that he's grown a lot and like, he's become um, lack of a better term, like, like a man, right? Like he has a daughter now yeah. and and like, he's, he's like really playing into that more, you know? And and I thought that was super cool to see him like grow with that. Um,
0: uh, what is he leaning towards? Is it, is it like a specific thing or is it just like overall just spiritual?
1: Um, God, like I think I believe Christianity. I, I'm not, okay. uh, I have to l- listen back to it, um, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. Hmm. And, um, like he has this one song, um, called, I think it's called the void. It's probably like one of my favorite songs on on the album, the entire album. Um, Mm -hmm. and essentially I think the meaning of the song is like, um, you're never alone, right? There's always somebody there for you, right? Mm -hmm. Who's always in your heart. Jesus. So, you know, that's kind of the assumption I made or it's, you know, whatever power you believe in, but I'm assuming that's what he's talking about. Yeah. I think, I mean,
0: I can't say this for everybody, but I, I think personally, I think eventually you, you make a long, and this, I'm going to make myself, I'm going to make myself sound wise, but I'm not, it's just the words that I have to end up using in order to make my message. But I think after a while you observe enough of the world and like, you become tired of like the chasing of the dopamine. You you do the psychedelic drugs and you still have to do the psychedelic drugs time after time. And there seems to be even still something lacking. Even from all of the, the the mushroom trips you've had, because I know he, I think like his ass album, where there was a couple of songs where he was like, clearly was taking a lot of mushrooms for a while. Mm. Uh, that's what it sounded like. And mm. I think above all of that, you come to realize, okay, no, there's still something that that isn't there that I'm still trying to reach for. And mm. I, I think I I, I my prediction is that as, as we go further into the future, or further into like progressing, whatever, there's going to be a lot more kind West. Uh, there's going to be a lot more Justin Beavers. There's going to be a lot more people coming out claiming Christ, I think. I really do. Because mm. I think modern life, with all of its conveniences, also has the ability to make you realize how empty it all really is. And you quickly realize, oh, okay, well, clearly this is just the earth in my life is just a terminal, like this ain't really it, it's an 80 year filter. And whether you may get your morality from somewhere else, like, every religion has this idea of striving for something higher, and it tends to be holiness. Now, each one may have its own version of holiness. But throughout each, you know, Abrahamic religion, or, you know, Eastern religions, there's this like pursuing of holiness or enlightenment. And so we all seem to come into agreement with that. And obviously, because I, I believe in Christ, I, my claim is that Christ is the only way to that um, uh, enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people may have a different perspective, that's fine. That's that's them. But um, so uh, and as people for like Kanye West and Cape Buddy, there seems to be a recurring thing that I've noticed is that and this is not everybody, but just a theme that I noticed. People who are really artistic or really prone to depression or prone to anxieties and also tend to be very creative are super primed for, for somebody like Christ, super mm. prime. like uh, real quick an example, we can move on, but like King David in, in the Bible, like, I don't know if you ever read the book of Psalms or the Psalms. It is, mm. it is the most well-written literature on depression and anxiety and people don't even know it. Mm. You don't even have to be a Christ follower to recognize the deep poetic literature that is in uh, Psalms and Psalms is basically written by King David who you know was a very intense man did a lot of sin you know the whole thing and his his Psalms were basically songs or ballads or poems that he wrote to the Lord in his distress and 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 they're so well written that they 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 go beyond like all types of faith like it's just something that if you're human if you've experienced struggle and pain Like Kanye West did, like through his mother, and who you know all these you know paparazzi media issues. I know these people just tend to be really primed for a figure like Christ, and I think we we all are to an extent. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Some people are just you know more distraught with existence, and so claiming. It's just, you know, anyways, but yeah, that's my thing. I don't know what I, what I said, but
1: you you, no, 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 that's powerful. No, I feel that. I feel that. I I wanted to ask you one thing, um, related to that. Um, and we can, we can kind of move on from there. But, um, I, I always thought that like, um, there's a lot of old people who go to church. Right. And like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, I'm seeing like, you know, whenever I did go to church, I would see more, more people starting to go come to the congregation. The congregation was growing, yada, yada. I'm like, are these people, these, you know, they tend to be elderly people coming to church mm-hmm. because now they're scared, right? Maybe they sure. lived their whole life thinking that like, maybe, you know, they started off life religious, whatever it may be, stepped away, focused on career, family, things like that. But now like they're circling back because they're like, shit, like, I don't know what's on the other side. And the other side is coming mm-hmm. soon, you know? Um, yeah. what, what do you think about that?
0: Look, this is what I'd say. I think definitely the fear of mortality uh, is, is, like I said, it's very humbling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think for most people near death, we, we have like a, a gut reaction to cry out to the heavens, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's designed in us. And so I, we're all humbled at the last hour or the last minute. And I think that's mercy from the Lord to give you that chance of repentance another thing i think with long life like i said earlier you realize the emptiness and 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 the bible quotes this a lot and king david does like i'm 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 grass i'm withering away quickly you know uh teach me how to number my days and i think something that a lot of people miss or don't sit and then really think about it is that the death of christ or christ coming but the death of christ is either total bullshit, he wasn't the son of God, or the death of Christ was the single most important moment in the history of mankind. Like, there's no in-between. It's either fully crap, or the most important moment of humanity. And I think as these people come closer to death, you can very well say there's nothing. You may believe another thing, but you can even just look at it as a, like a gambling, like a you have to consider why the Bible grasped the 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 European consciousness for over fourteen hundred years. Like it, it, it's not just a well-written book. Clearly, it speaks to something very primal to us. And I think, I think in whatever method we may choose, I think we're all seeking redemption because we all have like fallen short and we all have suffered. And Christ is called the Great Physician and and he, and he, the Great Counselor. And he, he is the only God that invites you to call him father. And I think as you grow older, you, you, like I said, you become humbled or you grow wary of life and its heaviness because existence at a base level is struggle. And I think when you come to realize that, you do start seeking for a savior. Why do you think Superman and Marvel movies appeal to us? Because we're all looking subconsciously for something to redeem us out of this fallen world. And, and Christ is the only one that says, hey, look, I died on the cross. And this is a quote from the Bible. It, it, right when Jesus passes away and he sends his spirit up to the Lord, he says it is finished, meaning he's conquered death. And there's another quote in the Bible that says death has lost its sting, like meaning I have overcome the world, so have peace. And you know, I can keep going, man. But that's a whole, I think overall, I think these people realize that, that there's more. And the mm. the appeal of Christ just becomes greater,
1: you know. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. For sure, man. So r- related to religion, I, I wanted to bring up something because I've been watching Mandalorian, uh the new Star Wars okay, show. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And um I've been a Star Wars fan for a while, but like I'm I'm not one of those uh, Star Wars fans that watches Star Wars <laughs> every single day or sure. every month, even, you know, every week, whatever. Um uh, I kind of, you know, touch it and, and go kind of thing, right? Um, Mm -hmm. uh, but I started back down the path of watching, you know, Star Wars stuff, like the Mandalorian, um, series like on, on Disney plus. Um, and then, um, started like digging back into some of like the history. So like I, I spent like, I don't even know like three hours just like researching like the whole canon like the whole timeline of the Star Wars universe like where did it start who was like the creator like what did you know what it looked like in that in that kind of um uh, that universe right um Mm -hmm. and then when I started getting into um like the timeline where I don't remember what the exact you know day was but it's where like when the the Jedi order become start becoming this religion right and started thinking Mm -hmm. about it I started like you know reading through it and then like you know like just kind of reflecting back on like the sh- the movies that I've watched, right? In Star Wars, the Jedi are like this, like um, like the heroes. They're the knights, knights of the you know shining with shining armor, like there to save the world. They're like the Avengers kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But in the if you if you take a step back, like the Jedi Order, that's a religion, right? Mm-hmm. And these Jedi are like they're missionaries. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're out there to spread the word of the Jedi, right? and like mm-hmm. they have like these magical powers to be able to to do things you know and it's like and, and like their their sabers are like kind of like like the cross you know like it's mm-hmm. like a light that you follow that you come out you know what i mean and it's like there to save yeah. you right like a crucifix right it, it, i don't know it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's like a weird kind of thing and i was sitting there i was like i was like holy shit like like was this intentional like mm-hmm. did did you know did lucas um like think that like this is this is where they wanted to um start like or like where they wanted to go sorry like it was like the jedi thing but like you know we're gonna start with luke who's like this knight has his power whatever but like we're gonna formulate this into like a whole like religion you know what I mean? is he telling a religious story i don't know i don't know i'm trying to sure. figure it out i honestly i don't think we
0: can i think that structure that story structure i think it's i think we can't escape it i think i think fiction i mean of course there's different types of fiction but i think ultimately like there seems to be a recurring storyline, you know? And, and I don't know if you, do you ever listen to, for some people, he's controversial, but really if you listen to him, he's not. Uh, Jordan Peterson, he talks about like the archetypes and uh, the archetypes of stories and their, their, the psychological structure of a lot, a lot of these stories uh, speak to our soul and our subconscious. And, mm. and there's, a, there's a recurring theme and like not only in like in um, – and uh star wars but like uh what other thing there's like there's a, there's another book there's several classic books that have that kind of recurring thing where you know falling from grace and then like coming back or like going to the dark side it's like it's it's very spiritual and i don't know mm-hmm. i don't maybe he didn't intend it to be that way but i think that that structure is is easily found in a lot of like classic books mm-hmm. one way or another you know
1: um, absolutely yeah that is, that is true yeah
0: now I haven't watched Star Wars in a long time and this is why you see I would I would love to be able to get into Star Wars but there's never gonna be an end point and that's my problem like mm. with Disney now like I'll be 40 and I'll be like shit there's something new I need to discover because now they threw out another five movies you know <laughs> like I need to know that there's an end where I'm like okay great like so, someone like Harry Potter Like for me, it's like, okay, there's a close, you know, they're not going to keep giving me three more movies every five years or like a series or whatever,
1: you know? Totally. But so let me, let me, let me say this about, about Star Wars. I had this conversation with a buddy the other day. Um, he, him and his, him and his brother had a conversation about how like the original Star Wars movie is like one of the worst movies ever. Right. And it's, it came at a time that was like very unique, um, and like the graphics and and you know some of the the uh, um, movie effects that they had in there, special effects they had in there, like made it kind of pop. It made it become like you know become like this this kind of cultural icon, right, at that time period, or whatever. But like the movie in itself was like just complete like just trash, right, in terms of like writing and and, and so forth. Um, but the magic of Star Wars is that um, it, they've been able to build this universe that exists like. Uh, in parallel to the movies right like the movies don't depend on the universe universe doesn't depend on the movies kind of thing you know like it it has its own thing that will grow forever and ever and ever um like with harry potter there's i think there's like an end and sorry a beginning and an end but like with star wars like it's never going to end because like you can always fancy you know fantasize about stories that happens within the star wars universe
0: but you see i would be okay with that if it's like hey guys you know we're getting these books through like a a, like a multi-dimensional portal and we're getting these stories from the other side no all i see is a bunch of writers in a room being asked okay how can we make another three four movies or another tv series so that we can wreck you know break in the millions and it's like of course you're always gonna dig and find you with for me it's like maybe yeah and i oh, can't hold she- my sense of disbelief and like for a lot of movies sometimes and maybe this might have been the drugs at some point but like like, I try to get into it, but then I, I'm quickly taken back to the reality that there's, like, 60 people behind the camera. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, okay, this is <laughs> yeah. all bullshit. This is all really well-orchestrated bullshit. And so, for me, the whole idea of, like, a universe, I'm like, oh, but there's always different stories. Like, of course. Of course there is, because there's always more money to be made. Of course mm. they benefit from having a whole different universe. And, I see, okay, I, you know what I mean? I, I just, I, I visualize
1: it that way, and it just robs the whole thing from me <laughs> so the money making machine is is throws you off of a off of good movie sure, they, yeah, they've created
0: yeah. an infinite machine that can always produce more crap it, yeah. well not crap it is well done but like it just so happens to benefit them conveniently mm. and they yes. so happen to be a business yes in the business of making money
1: so they, definitely very yeah. true um tenant <laughs> the movie just came out I don't know if you heard about that. Um oh, is that the one where the uh is that the Robert Pattinson? I saw that one. It was two and a half hours. I know that it, oh, it was yeah. Chris I think Christopher Nolan directed it. Um Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, and also
0: so, before I before I let you go in there, let me state this really quickly. Denzel Washington's son does not know how to act. He is not a leading man.
1: That's mm, it. That's all I have to say. Ooh, he's not good. He's I'm sorry, ooh. he's not good. Not like his father, absolutely. I saw him in Ballers, but I, yeah, I haven't seen him in uh, other stuff in like that. I don't Forget think. Forget about
0: his father. No, one, he's just.
1: <sighs> nah. <laughs> it was too long. Uh, it was too so, long. So, Tenet, dude. So, uh, I don't want to get super deep into it because I actually haven't seen it before. Um, oh, sorry, I, man. Yeah, but I do want to see it. I do want to see it. And I've heard, I've heard about it. And uh, uh, what my friend told me about Tenet was that it's a very confusing movie. Um, and he said it's probably the, one of the most confusing movies that he's ever watched to where mm-hmm. like, at the end of it, he was like, just still trying to figure it out. And like, he, he believes that he's going to have to go back and rewatch it. Right. Thus, thus making him like not a fan of the film. Cause it was just so confusing. He couldn't find like closure to it. Um, sure. similar to like, uh, the example he gave was like kind of inception, you know, like the first time around, I was like, watching inception, like you don't really, you get it, but you don't like really get it, get it. You have to like watch it again, t- you know, to really see what's going on. For me, that was Memento. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well
0: Inception didn't do I mean, yes, it was confusing, but you you did grasp something. You're like, Oh, okay, okay, I get it, okay, I figured it out. you like you could go back and watch it a second time, but then you can also live your life never watching it a second time. Mm. Tenant was just it was too long and it was very confusing and it just seemed like a a great value version of Inception. But of course a lot of film people are gonna say, Well, you're not supposed to, you know, compare it to Inception, you know? it mm-hmm. just uh, it, it was well it, done but it was the storyline it wasn't for me you know
1: mm, yeah but, uh, so my buddy mentioned it was like the part, the part that was confusing for him was like the um the time traveling right i haven't seen the movie so i don't know too much about it but he's like there's like a lot of like weird time travel and like how they how they did some some of the scenes like back and forth and like moving the timeline and stuff like it was mm-hmm. very confusing to watch yeah yeah, no, I didn't
0: for me I don't like movies that are that confusing, but of course you always have those pretentious film critics. Well, you just don't understand the blah 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 blah. <laughs> really you have to look at it from a different and it's like, shut up, you don't even know what you're talking about. You know <laughs> what I mean? You just like going to Alamo Draft House and calling yourself a, a film critic. You know <laughs> what I mean? Most depth, yeah. I I've, I've come across <laughs> a few of those people in my time, but not it's not true, man. It's true. And they're all from Austin. Or they all yeah, lived all in fun. Austin at some point.
1: <laughs>
0: Moving to Austin does not make you a film critic. That's all I'm going to say that. Definitely does not. Definitely does not. <laughs> I feel
1: like I, I would come across more of those people in New York, but I don't think I came across that many. All,
0: the only reason I say that is that every time I went, I've gone to see a movie in Austin, the, the conversations post-movie is just like eye roll, eye roll, eye roll. It's like there's, there's people who really want to speak their opinion a little bit loudly so that mm. the other people exiting the theater can hear their opinion on the film, and it's like, mm. ah, great. You know what I mean? It's just like you're trying to throw out vocabulary words. Like I see your handlebar must your mustache, dude. Like I get it. You're a hipster. You know what I mean? It's just annoying. You know what I'm saying? Okay. No, no. Anyways,
1: I get it, I get it for sure. <laughs> I, I did experience that one time when I went to go see 2001: Space Odyssey in New York. Oh, sure. Yeah, and I, I felt oh, okay. that vibe. And it was like, you know, and the main thing for me is like, you can always, people are always going to extract their own perspective about a movie to them. You know, it's very subjective to them. So but well,
0: yeah, that's once the you point. like do
1: it in a pretentious matter where like you think that your, your view is the right view for everybody then yeah. Then I'm like, ah,
0: okay. yeah, no, I don't mind you making it your own and having your opinion. It's me hearing your opinion on my way out. That's what <laughs> I don't like. Like shut up and take it to your car, dude. I don't want to <laughs> hear that. Don't make me stab you. <laughs> go home and
1: record a <laughs> podcast about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for real. You know, there's people who go and like go and record the podcast like an hour right after.
1: <laughs> totally.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: Okay. Last thing I wanted to talk about was um. So I've been doing some digging. Okay, I don't know how I, how I eventually came to this. Oh, I was I was thinking about crypto um and like blockchain. We don't have to get into like all the technical stuff, whatever, but. I was I was watching this video and um, this person was mentioning how like one of the biggest opportunities of like blockchain is like in title um, title and like deed ownership right mm. so apparently in the U S it's been this has been a thing for a really long time we really have a big problem with with like um, ownership of land and like proving who owns the land. Right? Hmm. We have to go into the super, like, philosophical side of, of uh, like, sure. land ownership. You know, we can. We can go there if you want. But there's a lot to unpack there. But, like, anyways, in the U.S., like, there's, like, a lot of, like, um, over, over time, there's been, like, a lot of just issues with, like, um, deed management. Right? Hmm. People have, like, created fake deeds. People, um, like, oh, forge, okay. like, forge deeds. Uh, like they've resold things that shouldn't be resold. They didn't have track of it. Like there's so, so many like different, like weird holes and loopholes do that. Like it's such a big like, issue in in the States. Like a lot of people have lost their land or like are currently still fighting over their land, whatever it may be um, hmm. because of this. And like, they're trying to figure out a way like to get back to um, like the actual like owner, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's a hmm. tough thing to do. Um,
0: well, I, I got the solution for you right now. What, what they should do is that the, the, the two parties that are in dispute, like two dudes in dispute, let's say it's a plot like of a thousand acres or a hundred or whatever acres. Both men should be put on opposite sides with guns and they have two weeks to find themselves in the field and whoever kills <laughs> the other one wins. <laughs> Simple, man. You put one guy with a with bow and arrow, rifle, the whole thing, right? The same, the same dude on the other side. You give them two weeks, you tell him, Hey, the dude that wants his land is on the other side. You guys have to you have to hunt for each other. And whoever kills and scalps the other one wins wins the deed, man. Simple.
1: Okay, this is great because this works like on like a big ranch land, you know, you got like hundreds of acres or whatever. But like if you just if it's just two acres, it's like a like a lot.
0: Well, that's fine, man. Just be quick with the pistol. That's all. Or here's the thing. Look, here's the here's the thing. If it is one acre, two acres, and there's not a lot of running around room. You, you, you restrict guns. It's all knives. It's all knives or sharp weapons. So there has to be hand-to-hand combat. And, like, you, you, you can only have nothing longer than a dagger. You know what I mean? So that you have to win the land in a brutal fashion. Like, you got to go with multiple stabs. You can't just go all bitch and just, like, stab him once and you, he dies and you win. Like, it needs to be a small knife or, like, a pocket knife. That's all you get so that you have to at least stab the dude, like, eight times to really earn your keep, to really earn the land
1: wow You literally die <laughs> can't for the be an land. easy
0: kill dude you <laughs> can't be but just you just thing: you get you have it for life no one can ever take it away from you it passes through generations and generations it's yours forever because a life it costs a life to get it you know what i mean Ooh, okay
1: you just remind me of one of my like favorite low-key movies you should check it out it's <laughs> called uh hell or high water okay oh yeah. I've, heard, I've never seen it but i know what you're talking about oh man it's a great movie it's 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 hidden on that theme that you just mentioned there, dying you know, dying for the land, legacy, mm-hmm. and, the, and holding on to it. With, with two inch pocket knife, <laughs>
0: two inch pocket dies. <laughs> so okay, so the blockchain, how is that
1: incorporated in, in this? Does it make it simpler, or what does it do? Um, so he, sorry, bro, <laughs> my dog's in here. Um, so the blockchain is a ledger, right? So basically, any any transaction that's ever like um where it exchanges,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um. Uh, it's 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 stored on this like ledger, right? And it's mm. nobody can edit it, nobody can fuck with it. Like it is there. It's like you know the word of God, right? It just it's just there. Um, um, in, <laughs> on the <ledger>. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm saying it for you. That's an analogy for you. Yeah, no, it just is. <laughs> it's can, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good one. So, yeah. All right. So that so then if you own so then like now you know forever into history as long as like you know that record is on there. And like you know who owns it and like you know how you know and you can quickly look at like how it's exchanged hands and like where is it where you know the whole tree or or timeline of, of of that asset or whatever that may be Um, but the hard part there for them to get to that point is to fix the ones that are already exist right now right because that you need a starting point number one yeah well that's and fine. that's a that's a struggle in itself dude like it, man land ownership is just a beast dude and it's it's yeah, it's a scary thing too. As well, well. I think we need to go back to, like I said, the killing thing. Let that be the starting point, and then you can
0: jump into the tech. You see, you got to start off very primitive, and then you can make the leap to
1: high tech. Wow, you know
0: I mean?
1: the great. Yeah, this is the, Though, the honestly, great... We,
0: would you? Okay, would you? Would you watch that on TV? Or like, if they put wasn't there a movie on this where they put set prisoners on an island and they'll have to kill each other, and it was like broadcasted on the internet?
1: Like I if think they put so. Yeah,
0: cameras on the trees. You know, I think
1: fake so. Owls. I was thinking yeah. um I was thinking what's that uh, movie called? Like The Mockingbird? The Mockingbird? Uh the one where there's like there's like districts and like they all bring them to this like coliseum or whatever and like like it's like teens like, Oh, Jennifer Lawrence.
0: Cho- yeah, Jennifer Lawrence was in it. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah Ma- A
0: Mocking Jay or something like that or Yeah, yeah, Mocking Jay, something sorry. Day. I never saw those movies. I I didn't like that. But there is uh is it Battle Royale? No. Yes. Battle the, Royale. The, the Japanese one where, like, it's a bunch of school children. They're running around an island and they have to kill each other. Or if not, something kills them. And, oh, no, I think, don't they have, like, collars that kill them if they don't kill? Or is that yeah, Jet Li? Unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure, man. But, man, Jet Li got old. Have you seen photos of Jet Li? Oh, dude, he so old. Dude, he's so old. So, but no, but I think he got sick. Something happened. I think he went, I think he got... He had cancer or something. Something oh, happened because he aged too quickly and because Jackie Chan still looks good. Like I mean, he's still he's still going strong, I think.
1: I mean yeah. I don't think he's Oh
0: going man, through Jackie Chan's
1: some shit right now, dude. Jackie Chan is like pro China.
0: Oh dude, he's pro communist. Well of course man. Who do you think owns his bank accounts? He can't yeah, say oh. crap.
1: If not they drain him quickly. But wasn't he isn't he like from Hong Kong? And like Hong Kong is like a place that's like super. Um, they're not Chinese. Yeah. Like they claim, like they love to be to claim that they're not Chinese. I mean, they technically are not Chinese. Yeah, in, but dude, someone opinion, like but. Jackie Chan
0: is too much of a mascot for China, dude. I'm sure somehow, some way, he can't say it, and we'll never know. But they have him by the balls. It's mm. like, it's like, it's like if Chuck Norris became socialist. Like Chuck Norris can never become a socialist or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like he has a contract with somebody saying, "Hey, dude." If you go off to the other side, if you if you become unpatriotic, we're gonna have to gut you and all of your finances. Mm. I mean, of course, we don't do that, but communist China probably does have something like that with their international celebrities. Like, look, man, sh- we'll let you travel, we'll let you, you know, evade taxes and 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 bring in underage children into your hotel rooms. But one thing you can't do is is turn on us, and we'll mm. provide all the cocaine you you want. <laughs> it, it sounds dumb, or but really, I I don't doubt like. Well, I don't know, but I I don't think Jackie Chan is someone who does a lot of cocaine. I think he's too health conscious for that.
1: But he has a vice, and they have him on tape. That's the truth. His son did a lot of cocaine. I know that. His son was like a playboy. You know, that's the the
0: same thing, man. Hunter Biden with the crack. Everybody, (laughs) I'm telling you, all these people have vices, man. Everybody has a vice.
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah, with with the Jackie Chan thing, I think it was because, you know, he'd made a bunch of money off the off off America, right? Off the capitalist mm-hmm. system, democratic so forth. It allowed him to like, you know, grow his career like in the states and but he's, you know, pro China or whatever, so. Same with the Mulan chick. The Mulan girl?
0: Yeah, the Mulan girl, she went pro China too and a lot of people were wanting to Ooh. boycott Disney because she was pro China. And uh yeah, exactly. They're, they're I'm telling you, man, Google is hiding these things cuz they're they're in bed with communist China. Oh. So when you search this stuff in the news, you don't find it. Do Google search. Is getting
1: worse by the by the month, dude. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's, okay. It's degrading.
0: No, it's degrading purposely, man. So that you don't find anything. Also, I'm very sus I have told you this. I'm very suspicious about Grammarly. Very suspicious about Grammarly. That's too much because it's owned by Google, right? And I'm sure yeah. their AI or their algorithm that corrects and puts recommendations for your writing mm-hmm. is because they've been deep mining our emails for the last ten years. Oh, Secondly, absolutely. The suggestions, I'm sorry, just like the news is biased, such, just like everything is biased. How I'm, I'm, I think people are very sinister, and I, I doubt, I'm doubt. i pretty sure Google is very sinister. Who's to say that their suggestions on the surface level look like they're corrections, but really they're low-key, very subtly changing the way we write and the way we think and the way we express so that in 50, 100 years, the idea of like a certain word is just non-existent because we just don't use that anymore. I know that's a very extreme concept, but who's to say their suggestions is not coercing us into like speaking a certain language. Cause I remember seeing a commercial or some kind of video and one of the things were like, this may come across as a little bit aggressive. You may want to change your tone. Like what, what, what do you mean changing my tone? Google? Mm. Like it's just, I saw, I found that very eerie. And I said, what if this got incorporated in schools, colleges, over the course of 20, 30 years, like they, Google really does have an influence to change the way we speak and the way we write. And Absolutely, I don't dude. doubt that it's there to dumb us down. Because one of the videos that I saw, one dude was using like a big vocabulary word and it downsized the word into making it way more simpler. And I said, hmm. And of course, their suggestion was like, oh, this will come, this will make your message a lot more clearer to a, to a greater audience. Eh. That's what you say, but you're trying to make me dumb so that in 50 years, my grandchildren can't, like, have the right words to combat, you you know, the man. You know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely, uh, dude. Whatever. Absolutely. That's, that's a lot of you, random, but you know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. You just verbalized, like, <laughs> this one thought that I had when I was super stoned one time. I was, like, typing a text. Like, when I, whenever I text, sometimes I use slang. Like, I'll say yeah. gonna or I wanna, you know, oh, yeah. what are you doing or whatever it is. But like then I'll see it's like it's misspelled, you know, and it needs to be auto or whatever. I'm like, well, that's how I talk sometimes, or that's how I want to talk. Who are you to say that? that's not how I, I how I should talk? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, huh.
0: No, have you ever what's it? Is it uh what's is it what's the is it Demolition Man? Which is the one with Wesley Wesley snipes and it's uh is it Arnold Schwarzenegger or is it Sylvester Stallone that he goes back and it's uh who's that Sandra Bullock is in it? And uh, he, he walks around, and uh, it's like an '80s movie. And, Is it Terminator? And I think no. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm pretty sure. And uh, it's not the Terminator. No, I think it's the Demolition Man or Total Recall. It's one of those two. And uh, and so he, so it's like this futuristic world where everybody's very polished and whatever. And uh, there's these machines that are all over the place. And if you cuss or use certain words, they find you. Like twenty credits or something
1: like that. Wow. So, social credits. You, China's, are, China's
0: doing that right now, bro. Sure. And you don't think we're gonna get to that? <laughs> man, I don't want to get all it's too and get kicked yeah. off of Spotify. But that's the truth, son. <laughs> that's the straight up truth. We're they're getting marking,
1: there. They're marking every single time that every single time that you're you're mentioning something, um uh something like uh conspiracy. Controversial. Controversial. Yeah, controversial.
0: Absolutely. As, yeah. No, David's yeah, got like absolutely. 60% score, yeah.
1: They're making a psychographic profile of you right now,
0: dude. I, it's funny, but at the same time, it's gonna be these things that in 10, 15 years, the, the, the men in black are gonna break into my house at three in the morning and make me disappear.
1: <laughs> like, let's go,
0: dude. I'm telling you, man, I don't trust humankind, man.
1: The <laughs> devil is out and about, you say, like, he's the prince Spotify. of this world.
0: <laughs> all right, Spotify. I, I didn't say anything, it's all. <laughs> It's all up in the air. We, we're neither here nor there. I can either deny or or, or uh, confirm. <laughs> it's everything and it's nothing at all, Spotify. <laughs> thank you, Spotify. Who's to
1: say? <laughs> thank uh, you, Master, Master Spotify.
0: Yes, thank uh. you. Thank you, corporate overlords. Um, Dude, we're anyways. coming up on
1: time.
0: Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, all right, man. Well, you can just cut it off now.